0: Hey man, how you doing?
1: Good, John. How are you?
0: I'm doing okay. One one foot in front of the other. <laughs> yes.
1: So it's obviously been a little while since we've recorded one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving got in the way there. Other family busyness got in the way there. How's your
1: closet? Uh, It's holding up. I think it's a little bit quieter. Made a couple of changes. Hopefully that comes across in the recording.
0: I mean, it sounds quiet to me. So,
1: no, the biggest thing is turning off the, those fans. Yeah. So I could turn those on right now and everybody would sure hear it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do. I do have the luxury of having all that stuff somewhere else. Yeah.
1: Well, you got I'm, some
0: sound bites for us? Uh,
1: I do. I do. Um, I guess we can go ahead and kick off the one and start the first part of the show and then we'll. Yeah, Roll into the rest. So, uh, here you go, folks. This is what you should have heard last episode. What are we drinking tonight, boys? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Good so, job. All right. I'll go I've ahead. I've got a. Sorry. You, you go with it.
0: I've got a Shiner Sea Salt and Lime. Ooh. These are one of those flavored Shiners. And uh, it's not bad. I got I to gotta admit.
1: Okay. All right, much easier to drink than last time.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> much easier.
1: <laughs> so mine is a holdover from Thanksgiving. My wife needed a beer mm-hmm. to do uh, pretzel bread stuffing, so I am drinking a German Dunkel. It is the Hofbrau Munchen Hofbrau Dunkel. It is a darkish beer, and it's not too bad. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to have to try that sometime. You told me Dunkel, and I was like, uh, I'm not sure I know where that's going to be.
1: <laughs> it was the only one they had at Fresh. Um, what I did discover at Fresh, and I think I'm going to start tapping into that for these episodes, is I guess this one section by the beer, I always thought it was just wine bottles. But it's actually yeah. larger bottles of beer. And a lot of them are are stouts. Now they're like five bucks a bottle, but they're a big bottle, and it's like I think I'm going to start tapping into those. That's an untapped resource for me, and see what I can discover. That's a good idea. Yep. Um.
0: Yeah. So, what do you want to talk about tonight?
1: Well, first, I'd like to talk about the explosion of the last episode, just for the heck of it. Uh, pat ourselves a on the bit back. Strange, wasn't It was really weird. So pulling that up, um, again, we have no idea what happened. We didn't do anything different. We didn't make any changes. But it was a really good episode for us in terms of numbers. Uh, Episode 5 has skyrocketed to our most downloaded show. Uh, Again, no idea why. And then when you look at the locations, we really blew it out in terms of where the show reached. Uh, I mean, we have now hit every continent with the exception of Australia. Come on, Australians, we need an Aussie. Uh, but it's I mean, Aussies. we've got, like, I of course, a lot of these countries are coming up all the time, so it's hard to stay current, but we've got, try not to butcher this, one of the new ones is Maritus. I Mauritius. It, or Mauritius, thank you. Uh, we picked up, let's see, we picked up Norway. We picked up a couple of spots in Germany. We got somebody in India. Uh picked up Spain, Italy, Ecuador, Taiwan, uh, which they have it on here as a province of China. So you know where they stand politically. Uh picked up Malaysia. Ish. Yeah. Venezuela, Nigeria. Um, Ireland, two spots in Brazil. Um, again, no, no idea what happened. Somehow it just got a little bit of a reach and not bad. Yeah, we'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. I, I wish I knew what happened so I could reproduce it. Okay, so tonight we're going to discuss the impact of technology, uh, on the church uh, and on Christian uh, camping. Um, so John has the luxury, I, I think it'll
0: of, hit wider than Christian camping. I think, I think sure. most camping is probably in the same position right now.
1: Yeah. But so, so John actually gets to dip into both worlds.
0: Well, so do you, technically.
1: Yeah. I guess i think of myself more on the camping side, but I obviously know a little bit sure. of it. Um, Absolutely. but you're, you're definitely in the trenches day in and day out within the church. Yeah. And so you're seeing that, that element of it. I just get to kind of periodically peek inside the box and see what's going on.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I peek back into camping now, but yeah, it, it was interesting to me, to me whenever you suggested this, because I immediately, I've got all kinds of, uh, thoughts about the church and I think you and I are both in that. Weird place where we both work in technology, but we both have reservations about how much technology is used. Um, Correct, and and how prevalent um, it is, and and how easy it is to be the go-to answer for every question or every problem. Um. So, but. Why this sparked immediately for me in, in terms of uh, camping stuff is I was, I was immediately thinking about how for everyone else, like for people that don't work in camping that are thinking about camping, you're thinking about unplugging um, from technology to go do something that you don't normally, like you don't have your technology Correct. with you or you don't have um, access to all of the things you're camping
1: Yes. I mean, uh-huh. that's, I mean, I'm right there with you. That's the whole point. You go to, you go to camp to get away from technology and society. You know, right. you, you want to no TV, turn the phone off, no tablets, mm-hmm. just you and your family. And if you're doing old school, traditional camping with the tent, you just want to be out in the middle of the woods. Maybe you're by a lake. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing there, but you and nature. And you can really kind of get back to the basics and really focus on the family. Uh, and then, too, if you're going to uh, some type of a, a structured camp, again, you want to send your kid or you want to go as a family. And you don't want to bring all of the technology in the world with you. You you want to separate. You want that divide. And so, you know, um, I obviously have some strong opinions uh, on that. Um, you know, I I feel like we do an okay job uh, at youth camp. And we still do a a fairly decent job at family camp. Um, But there's definitely some creep that that's coming in, that's coming into those worlds. And it's easy for me to go cut the technology. And then obviously the camp staff are like, Oh, Hey, wait, time out. So there's, um, you know, which is
0: a weird line to hear coming from the it guy.
1: uh, Yeah. I, I like to, May not be the right use of the term, but I the older I get, I feel like I'm a schizophrenic IT guy. Uh, I love technology, don't get me wrong. I absolutely love it. I do it, yeah, I do I it for know, a living. Right? I have these wonderful toys sitting in front of me doing this show. You know, amazing gear back up behind me that runs this, runs my house, lets us do everything that we do. Absolutely yeah. love it. New stuff comes out. You know, I just want to consume everything I can about it. Learn right. and understand, okay, how can we use this regardless of where it's going? You know, who's it a good fit for? But I also have that growing, whatever it is inside of me that's going, just lose the technology. Life would be so much easier. Mm. I mean, just just let it go.
0: I, yeah. So it's a weird thing because in, in my mind, like the, this this creeps into another problem that I see um just in life in general and that's that um like your internet connection at your home is no longer a you know an extra that some people have and some people don't it it feels more like a utility
1: yes it that's does one of
0: the things that when you're if you're looking at a home, you're going to figure out where your water's coming from, you're going to figure out where your electricity is coming from, you're going to figure out where your sewage is going, and you're going to figure out what kind of internet connection you can get at your house. Yep. And, like, that's one of those questions that you're going to answer along with, like, filling out your forwarding mail stuff. Like, all, all of that normal, like, these are the things that we need to function. Mm-hmm that's, that's a big deal. And, and we always joked um, whenever I was at camp, uh, whenever I was working at camp that uh, AC was a utility Um, air air conditioning in East Texas in the uh, summer is not a, you can have it if you want. It's a, you have to have that or everyone is going to be miserable or in the hospital.
1: Very much so. Yes.
0: It's just too hot. Um, but it's it's become that way with with um, technology that everybody has pinned themselves into being so connected all the time. Where it's not just um, I mean I, I look back all the way back to when when I was a kid and my dad uh, got a mobile phone, and I say mobile phone, not cell phone. I, I'm very I'm talking about the bag phone. Yeah. I'm talking about the phone in the car. In the car, then it had to stay in the car. That you, you don't want to carry that thing around with you, yeah, no. because it's enormous. It was bigger than a briefcase. Yeah, um, but I remember how that changed everything for him. He, it was no longer like, just people calling our house to see where the pastor was. He was getting called all the time, um, and expected expected to pick up the phone all the time because he had one.
1: Correct. I don't got it.
0: And so it's one of those like, well, now we've connected ourselves with our phones and with everything else and having internet with us all the time, we've connected ourselves. And now we have to be able to answer that. It really is a thing if you're not available. And now people are like, well, I can't, I I can't like, that's not part of vacation. I get to go do fun things, but i still got to be connected. And you know, the, bad enough when it's you have to be connected at work but like now people feel like they have to be connected socially
1: correct correct and yeah what's the point
0: of going on vacation if i can't be instagramming this
1: <laughs> yes um so that kind of takes me to when we were looking at a phone for garrett mm-hmm. he didn't get one until he was in high school and it yeah came, he's 18 now uh i just turned 19 He's a senior. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was a year and a year and two months when I started at Pine Cove. So there's that. Uh, but I remember having a discussion before that with my, with my mom and dad and they're like, the boy needs a phone. And I'm like, no, he doesn't. What does he need a phone for? He doesn't go out. And if he does, there's always phones everywhere. And they're like, where? Um, I'm just sitting there going, "Well, there were pay phones, but those don't exist, <laughs> and uh, you can ask someone to borrow their phone." <laughs> and, and so just there was,
0: for the record, I made a few collect calls from my uh, the payphone at my middle school, telling my mother that things had changed and I needed to be picked up.
1: Correct, and so you know that's where we kind of came to because he needed it for school because he had. Started to develop after school uh, pieces, uh, baseball, track, and all, and all of that, and even some of the clubs. And it's like, well, he's going to be at school; he can just use the phone. And the problem was he wouldn't use the phone. And then we're showing well, up after hours. It's yeah, and not and, a and then we're showing up, and there's no there's no communication, and it's like, well, we're we'll have to work on communication mm-hmm. and try to figure that out. And then ultimately, unfortunately for me, we had to get a phone. And then not too long after that, Victoria started getting into things with school. And then all, of, and then quickly it was, well, what phone are you getting her? I'm like, what do you mean get her a phone? He didn't get a phone until he was fifteen, sixteen years old. She's eleven, twelve. Why am I getting her a phone? Well, she is right. after school too, and I'm like. This is insane. What happened? Well, we, we took away the easy stuff. We took away the keep a couple of quarters in your car and or around because they're on property everywhere. Um, so in some ways, we have allowed technology to, to take over and kind of dictate our lives. And that's the kind of stuff that puts me on a soapbox.
0: Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. So, like, the ways that it changes things, I think it starts very, um,
1: it very small, very like,
0: Oh, this is handy. Yes. And then it turns into a, everybody expects this. I remember being at, uh, at camp and having that feeling. I think that you would agree with where all of a sudden you're, you're hearing like through this, through the, you know, channels, uh, of, of, camping feedback like that people are getting upset because they they don't have access and i think at the beginning of hearing that there was it was a very easy thing to say like well you came to camp like correct this is part of it um i think that 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 very much was as an it guy at camp your job was to facilitate the technology that's necessary for the back end of camp happening. The, Correct. Like we got to make sure that there's AV stuff. We got to make sure that there's, you know, connection for certain things, but we're, we're not, we're not part of the camp, like. No. Experience.
1: Yeah. It, it, it was amazing. Um, I'm trying to think of how many years ago it really started to, to creep in to, to get the what do you mean you don't have Wi-Fi it's like well no don't don't get me wrong we have Wi-Fi you don't have Wi-Fi but we have Wi-Fi you're absolutely
0: wrong we do have Wi-Fi
1: you don't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> you don't you're here to unplug you're here to to hear the gospel you're here to partake in learning about Jesus that's what this is about and if we can use some little bits and bobs of technology to make that better, Great, but no, you don't need Wi-Fi. Because I I can remember seeing dads because we didn't have it. They would literally be sitting in the parking lot by themselves, staring at their cell phone. And I'm going, Dad, what are you doing? Put the phone up. Get back in there. Don't don't do Where's that. Here's
0: your counselor.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, and you, and you hear like, well, he's a financial guy, or or he's a lawyer, and I'm like. No, you're, you, you came to camp. You're, you're a dad. Yes. Yes. Your husband. W- work you're and wait. Be... Technology can go, go to a side, be dad, be husband, get engaged. You're only here for a short period of time. Make the most mm-hmm. of it.
0: So here's the, um, I guess the church side of that. We're not, uh. <laughs> There's an aspect of it being the same. The church is supposed to be a respite from the rest of the week. The church is supposed to be the the time where you are recentering. I think on our website we have the renew, refocus. Um, I can't remember what the other one is it's like recent or renew, refocus or something like that. Um, but it's that, that idea that we, we want to, as we come together, we want to, you know, the rest of the week, hopefully you are letting your light shine to the rest of the world. You are pouring out, um, what Christ is, um, putting inside of you, um, the, the opportunity and the, And on a Sunday or on a Wednesday night or whatever, when you come to the church is to be with other Christians and to, yes, if there's a guest and if they don't know Jesus, to be able to tell them about that. But that's the rest of the week as well. Mm -hmm. The experience on Sunday morning was, or is supposed to be a corporate time of worship where we together as a body of Christ, as you know, the body of Christ, as a local body of Christ, as we come together and we focus on worshiping and learning and so there's the same kind of element of man I wish that we could unplug from everything else hey you probably shouldn't be texting while the pastor is preaching stuff like that is a is is kind of in the same mindset but it's so hard for people to be off of devices because Mm -hmm. hey that's where my bible is it's on my phone yep you know um i really i don't like i want when we go into small groups for the small groups to be able to talk together about what's going on and to learn together and so now we have in a lot of our you know Life group rooms, our Sunday school rooms, our small group rooms, whatever you want to call them. We have TVs, and those TVs are there to be a resource for, like, hey, if you want to put your slides up or if you want to put your scripture verses up or something like that. But now they got to have Apple TVs up there in case they want to watch a like right now video. And now they're, you know, at at some point it turns into just another like we're going from one video video into another video into another video into another video. Cause that's all we have, t- that's, that's all we have space for in our brain is watching somebody else on a screen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You start and to hard. Yeah. You start to lose a lot of the the human element with the more technology you introduce. And there's good, good reasons for bringing it in. And, you know, right now media is a great resource, but right. don't, but don't let that be the, Hey, we're going to watch a video this week because that was easier than putting something together. I'm guilty mm-hmm. of that. You know, it's, it's easy to, you know, when we're trying to do something to go here, watch this video. Yeah. You know, uh, there's a lot of great resources, but, you know, Michelle and I have been looking at some other options to remove the technical piece from it. Mm -hmm. And it's almost, it's, uh, I can't think of what it's called, but it's basically, um, you just pull a card out of the box and that gives you something to discuss. And you just sit around, turn the TV off, put the phones away, and it's just just us talking. Re- yeah, Chris, remove that, our, that element.
0: Our pastor, Chris, was, was talking about um, recently, I don't I wasn't there for this conversation, but I, I got filled in later about it, that he was saying that Google had uh, destroyed conversations. Because we used to say, like, somebody would ask a question and everybody would kind of speculate about it. And yes, like the amount of bsing going on inside of those conversations, and you know, talking over each other and stuff like that. That let's, yes, there are there are bad conversations to be a part of, but um, now it's like instead of having a conversation about it, somebody just pulls out Google and looks for an answer. Like they've got Google on their phone. I'm gonna search engine that bad boy. We're gonna have the answer. And then the like then the conversation stops because we got the answer yep and I was like ah uh, I mean I see it maybe we could push through and talk about what the answer then I mean you know like what's next after the answer to that question
1: yeah. this is where I need the jingle fact check false Because <laughs> that's that's what it feels like you just pick a room full of fact checkers mm-hmm
0: and, and like, I'll tell you, just because it's on the internet, it's, it's Google pulled <laughs> yeah, it up. Yes. Like, oh yeah. Now we're now we're not lemmings. Now we know everything. Yeah, oh, if, you're a, you're a lemming.
1: If it's on the internet, it's got to be true, it's right?
0: Following a much bigger crowd.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. But that type of like, I need, I need this. That's a like that's a tough place to be. The, the idea that. I um was encouraged by some friends of ours um, to uh, stop, like, putting notes. Like, when I'm taking notes or when I'm trying to remember something, stop putting that in my phone. Um, and instead start writing it down on paper. And I was like, well, it's just one more thing to carry around. I don't know if I want to do that. Um, evidently, uh, this is one of those – um. I'm trying not to just believe it because it's on the internet. Things, there is some veracity um, that's being given to uh, the idea that our brains do. Um, because I mean, even from an early age, one of the things that you're you're cognitively learning that that your your brain is uh, putting into place is. Um, object permanence, when you play peekaboo, uh, peekaboo with a baby, you don't know what you're doing. I mean, you do know what you're doing. You're playing with a baby. But one of the things that you are teaching them whenever you play peekaboo with a baby is object permanence because to a child who is brand new to this world, not seeing something, I mean, you know, you tell them to hide and they cover their eyes. You can't, you can't see like, me. If you can't see me, I, or if I can't see you, you can't see me. It's like, no, that's not how object permanence works. Like, yeah. Just because you covered my eyes, I'm still there. Like, you know, like you, you start to work on those things till their brains catch on. Oh, this is just because I dropped something does not mean it doesn't exist anymore. Have you ever been upset with a baby because they dropped something and then they just burst into tears? They have no idea that that thing still exists yeah, because of object permanence, because it hasn't whatever. Well, there's something inside of our brains with things that we write down as well that if it's just in our phones and then you close your phone, that challenges object permanence because you're not actually sure that you're going to be able to get it back. Whereas if you write it down. Now, I'm not a psychologist. I don't or. Psychiatrist, psychologist, I'm not any of these things. I have not done that whatever, but I am willing to try this to see what happens. Because in my mind, I'm like, I've got technology with me. Technology should be able to fix this problem. And I'm starting to understand here in my 40s that technology may not be the strongest uh, solution to most of our problems.
1: Correct. And I would say there's some, there's definitely some, at least for me, there's personal evidence that backs up what you're discussing. Because when I think of when I was in school, um, whether it was high school, middle school, college, if I, the classes that I took detailed notes in, I almost felt like I didn't have to study for a test. But if I didn't take good notes, I'd get to a test and realize, oh, I need to study more. And so there was some. There's something about that. You're listening, you're writing it down, you can read it. It just kind of gets ingrained in there and has more permanence, if you will, versus just kind of sitting and listening or, you know, putting it, putting it on an iP- iPad or whatever, and then it's just kind of poof gone until so you can go search and find it again. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I would say writing it down is is huge. Uh, I think that's even changed stuff for me recently, even at work. Instead of creating tasks on my phone, I now have a little notepad. And when I'm in a meeting, I'm now actively writing that down. You know, if I'm Mm -hmm. being given a task task to work on or I'm meeting with uh, somebody from another department or a whole department, and they're they're telling me what they need or what they want. I'm writing all that down and I'm finding it easier to remember what they asked for. And then it's also so much easier to know where to go get it if I'm missing a particular piece. So there's definitely something to to writing in conjunction to uh to hearing or whatever it may be that, that definitely makes a difference.
0: I'm just like I'm I'm more convinced, I guess, by things like that that, you know, the easy is not always best. And it's not that, like, easy isn't necessary sometimes. Sometimes we just need the, like, let's power through this, whatever, and the more easy buttons we can hit, the better. Believe me, I'm a parent. I know, like, that you just, there are times when it's like, the the rest of this is too hard for me to be spending too much time on the stuff that's not as important. But... there are other things that we need to prioritize even though easy would be nice yep yep it's important to like as a christian i'll say let's put it this way i'll say it's important for you to memorize scripture even though you have a bible in your pocket even though you have a search engine in your pocket that can pull up whatever scripture commentary you want like it's important for you to memorize scripture it's important for us to prioritize the things that we actually know are important, even though they're not urgent.
1: there's yep. a book about that somewhere. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, definitely some um, intelligence behind writing scripture on your heart, and so that comes back to the the reading, committing it to memory. Because, you know, you may find yourself somewhere and you don't have the luxury of pulling the Bible out, or you can't you can't find it on the phone, or Lord forbid we have other scenarios play out. Like a good example of why not to depend on technology for us in Texas with Snowmageddon. You lose you lose power, we lost water, and it's so bad. It was like, oh wow, this is kind of interesting. We've got a little bit of a water store you know we've got some a little bit of food and we were okay but that was kind of eye opening to go what if we actually had a really bad winter mm-hmm. ooh we'd be in trouble because we're dependent on all this technology to take care of us mm-hmm. instead of learning to depend less on technology and more of what we can do not only to help ourselves but to help our neighbors and the people around us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean that. I mean even that's just kind of a a good reminder of if you you can depend too much on technology and yeah. when it's taken away from you, you're hosed. Yeah, you're hosed. And I'm going to correct myself. Technological terror. That's what Darth Vader said.
0: Technological so terror.
1: The Star Wars people can leave me alone now. So be be careful of this technological terror that you're building into your life. Yeah. And, and I think what you kind of hit on before that it's, it's slow creep. You don't, you don't notice it. It's just, it's, you know, death by a thousand paper cuts. You know, just, just this one little thing. Oh, just this one little thing, this one little thing. And then eventually you get far enough down and you turn around and you're like, how in the world did I get here? I was just over there and then you're finding that you've now become so ingrained into it so dependent that you almost don't know how to function without it
0: well and yeah i mean not not knowing how to function without it not knowing the like the skills that you had before you had that easy button You know, yes, not knowing how to function without it, I think that covers it. But I I do want to make sure that's framed in a way that you understand or people understand, like, the what am I trying to say? Um, That you necessarily, when you stop, like, there are people that, like, my cousin's a, a ham radio operator. How many people know how to use a ham radio? I and mean, you have to get like...
1: You've got to go typically a, a couple of generations back to find people who truly know ham.
0: Yeah, and it's like that's, that's a long-distance communication mm-hmm. that would still be around with certain things <laughs> not working anymore, put it that way. Um, And how many people know how to do
1: that? Not many. No. Because it's
0: not a necessary skill anymore.
1: Well, I'll admit, I have two ham radios. They're up above me. Um, I need to get a Faraday bag for those, by the way. Yeah, Uh, sure. Just to protect it. Now, I'm not licensed yet, so I'm not doing anything illegal with them. Uh, But I'm intrigued by it. And there's some interesting things out there that they're doing. And again, this kind of gets into where do you want to keep this balance with technology? Um, But they're doing some really cool stuff with AM in terms of um, peer-to-peer networks and actually being able to pass data and traffic. And it's not just, hey, I talked to this guy halfway around the world. There's so much more than when you... Using all these repeaters. Correct. So, I mean, they're doing some interesting stuff with it. And that's what initially drew me in. Um, And then when Snowmageddon happened... It was like, oh, I actually have this. I can turn this on, and I can now listen to weather and hear other people out there talking. I wasn't Mm -hmm. responding because I don't have a license. I'm not going to transmit, but I can listen. So, hey, uh, when the
0: government's not here to regulate me anymore, (laughs) let me tell you what.
1: (laughs) Yeah, people. Yeah, when if it if it all ever fell out, people are just going to do whatever they need to do. Oh mercy. So, anyway, but yeah, to your point, I think it's that you know. There are really nice skills to have, and, yeah. you know, ham could be one of them. Uh Again, going back to Snow Snowmageddon, realize that uh probably should put some more effort into being able to start a fire. Mm. Something simple. Can you actually start a fire in your backyard? And it's not as easy as you think it is.
0: Yeah, I just need the lighter fluid and one of them big... <laughs>
1: Yes. And so and, and, I, and that was in, you know, we we've watched some of the primitive survival stuff on TV and you watch these people trying to make a fire and you're like, come on, dude, just it's, it's just a fire. I make a fire. And then you have it so hard. And then you have something really happen in your life. And you're like, oh, I have all these extras and I still can't keep the fire. That's why they struggled, because they didn't have anything. You know they're trying to do bow drills and various friction fire scenarios, and I've got an actual lighter and I have lighter fluid, and yeah, I can get it started, but I'm struggling to keep it going.
0: Yeah, it's different.
1: Oh yeah, oh
0: yeah. So it's important to go camping.
1: Yes, go camping.
0: Not with your phone.
1: Not with your phone. That's correct. You use your phone to get you there with GPS. If you can't read a map. Yeah, there you go. Although reading a map is, map is a very important skill. Let, skill. let me tell you what. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my God. Yes. All these things that you learned as a kid because the technology mm-hmm. wasn't there. And then mm-hmm. now I talk to my kids and they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, we missed a step. Unfold, unfold the map. <laughs> yes. Or or if, if you were lucky, you had the book. The yeah, the, the Atlas book or whatever. Yeah. Uh, what Ran, Rand McNally. That was yeah, the one that we McNally always had. Like, oh. Yeah, we. Used to, I remember we had those as a kid, and they were. But we traveled a lot uh, from Texas to Indiana, and so it we stuck
0: in the. It was stuck in the back of the yes. passenger seat. Uh, <laughs> yes. Whatever, like that little pocket back there yep. had the Rand McNally book in it.
1: Yep. You never know. Yep. Yeah, but use it to get you there. But then once you're there, turn it off, unplug, and just be a human being
0: see what happens. Yes. But listen to this podcast first. You
1: <laughs> yeah, you got to listen to the podcast so you know what to do and what not to do. Yeah. Because clearly we're experts.
0: We are. We know all of it. Just solving all the problems right here.
1: <laughs> if it was only that simple. Oh, my gosh. That would be Amazing. I felt like we had a boostergram to call out. Oh, I'm checking on that now as I know we're kind of getting close to needing to wrap. This is what happens when you don't do your pre-show prep, folks. Oh, no. Yeah, you do it in the middle of the Are you telling show. me that
0: we didn't like plan every minute of this podcast? Uh,
1: apparently not. And apparently I can't spell. You can't get a code if you don't spell your email right. That's true. Oh boy. Exactly. How many times is it going to take the IT guy to actually get into an email address? I
0: don't know, man. That's, that's embarrassing.
1: It is. Hey, there's my code.
0: I remember the time that I was working in IT and I reply all to everybody instead of forwarding an email to my wife. Mm. And it wasn't like I said anything bad, but it was very obvious that I was sending something to other people or to someone else instead of everyone on the email. Anyway. Mm.
1: All right. So I am finally in. Pardon my slowness, and let's see if, if I can hit the right jingle. All right, here we go. I think this is the right one, the Boostergram, Boostergram Sound Booth. Got it, nailed it, nailed it. So we have a Boostergram, nailed that one too. So um, you didn't say that just now. No, no, no. That I'll play it again. Boostergram. That's a recording. So, uh, we have one from the last show. Uh, Is it Jason again? It is. It's Jason. Oh, Jason. Clearly, he's the only person listening. And he He sent... He got
0: back in town or back in the state from Turkey just in time to listen to this one.
1: Well, I think he sent this...
0: Did he send it from Turkey?
1: November 23rd. So, was he... Is that right? Or you, no. Yeah, this is November twenty third, so that would have been Thanksgiving Day. Oh, wow. If I'm looking, yeah, that's this is what Alby says.
0: So he was he was out of the country. I
1: I could have sworn he sent it before. Because we Anyway. Well, I'm kinda of going off the rails What's here. The uh well Boots, Boots first agreement. off, there is significance to the value, as we've talked about. Okay. The numerology. Yeah, He sent 3,322 Satoshis. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it very much. Very much. And the message is for the 33-minute and 22-second episode. So the previous show was that time, 33 minutes, 22 seconds. So there's a couple of ways that you go with this. Since Mm -hmm. he and I are both no-agenda guys, you've got 33. That's kind of a thing. But the fact that you've got 33 minutes in 22 seconds, three, mm-hmm. three, two, two, right mm-hmm. on the dot for both. The only thing would have been better if is if he could have got it down to the, I guess the milliseconds and maybe had it as 11, 11 yeah. milliseconds. Oh, and you minutes. could have done a, a three, two, one type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, that's the one. Uh, so thank you, Jason. Appreciate that very much. And I'm Thanks, very Jason. thankful that you came back from Turkey. Yes. I would have, been in trouble if he didn't come back. It's important. It is. It's very important to have people like him come back.
0: It's okay. It's okay to go camping. You just got to come back from camping. Yes.
1: So you got uh, other stuff to do. We haven't had a full debriefing yet, but it sounds like they had a really good time on the trip. And the pictures were nice. Yeah, and he was uh, sending us random pictures of technology that he was seeing in the various hotels and places that they were staying.
0: In the wild. Technology in the wild.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and there was, uh, not surprising, there was Ubiquity. Nice. It's not surprising at all. Great, great product. Cheap.
0: Way to go, UI.
1: Yeah, you can uh, send some free gear our way. <laughs> if you're listening. They're not. <laughs> no, they're not. I'm afraid they're not. All oh, right. Goodness. All right, John, I think that's all I've got, unless there is anything else specific that you had.
0: I'm grateful for you.
1: Great for you as well, sir. Um, we've made it through some of the technological challenges again. One more time. We'll see how well I can fix that in the edit. It's going to be great. I sure hope so. So, all right. All right. See you, John.